What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Arc Soccer Collective podcast. It's me again, Curtis, with Wendell, and uh, Terrence. Today we're going to talk about uh, what we missed over the week and uh, get into some interesting things that happened with the U.S. women's team. But let's start off with uh, PSG and Bruges. Messi, Neymar, and uh, Mbappe's first game together on the field, and it ended in a tie against Bruges, a team who I said would probably shot people in the group. I did you, say that you, in this on did, record. You did say that. You did say so, that. So let's just get into it, though. Do you guys think this was uh, telling, or do you think it's just Jitter's first time out? Uh, I I feel like they're, they're so talented. That team is so talented that it could have been Jitter's. But I, I don't I don't know. Bruce just looked inspired. They look inspired. Like, they looked very inspired, especially once they got that goal. I, I thought they they could have won it honestly. I thought they were going to win it, but it, it could be jitters from PSG. I I don't know. It's mm, it's hard to tell. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I I did say Bruges would be one of those teams that could shock shock the group stage. Yeah. But PSG should have dominated that game. I don't, I don't really dominated. see. I don't really see how you with one. I know. I'm a, I mean, Terrence, you could relate. You know, you know who Simone Mignolet is. You're a Liverpool fan. He is not that great of a goalkeeper to hold you to a tie. What do you think? I mean, I think Greer's just really good as of right now. They maybe maybe they've just gelled a lot better than PSG for now. I mean, the presence of a big superstar like Messi coming in all of a sudden is kind of a lot, you know. Plus, they brought in three other new faces this season. Um, two great free transfers: Ramos, um, Donnarumma. He didn't I think it's play. a lot. It was, uh, it was Navas right. that was playing. That's the other part. I mean, yeah. of course, it's a long yeah. season, so you don't want to put Donnarumma out every single game. But to to tie to tie this early in a, in a group stage fixture in the Champions League, just for me, it might scream panic. I don't know about for y'all, but I, I, I'm not really convinced right now. And they do get to play in the French league, which is honestly not that much of a not that much competition for them. Didn't they I lose or tie have, the other day? They. They tied, if I'm not mistaken. They tied, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, at the same time, it's you're not you're not you're not game ready for the Champions League, which in effect is the Super Bowl of European soccer, and yeah. they're not. From what from that game, it just didn't seem much. It didn't seem as inspiring. And leading into the game, like I said, I saw on social media Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe's first time out together, and we got nothing. We got yeah. nothing inspiring out of it. I mean, like you talked well, about gelling. And it, out of the three, you know, big name forward transfers that that left or that went to new teams, you know, Lukaku, Ronaldo, and Messi. Um, Ronaldo and Lukaku really they gel more with their team than, than Messi's gelling with his new team. So um, I think I feel like that's something to take into account too. To be fair, they're not on new teams, so they're on teams that they were already on. You know, I mean, they're new players. Same, it's a it but there's club, some, the club and, and the Messi, club Messi played club culture. club culture, yeah. But Messi played with Neymar before, so you would think that they would have like some kind of I don't know mesh there, but I don't know, you don't really see it yet. What are you about to say, Terrence? I mean, it's only the first leg, we could always wait and see what happens. Like we were saying earlier, it's their first time the new trio started together, you don't know how they play together, so. And where I agree with that, it is their first. It's their first time out together. You still have to take in consideration is Bruges. And my guy didn't even play. Owen Owen Adesawa didn't even play in the oh game. So gosh. it's like <laughs> that tells you that tells you what you need to know. <laughs> that tells you all you need to know. They were they were arresting him. They were arresting. Him. Oh okay. <laughs> but no, I mean, I'm I'm still I still I still like I said I don't think they're going to win the Champions League this year. Maybe next year they'll get it, but. There, there are other strong teams. I think Chelsea still has a chance to compete for this Champions League, as well as maybe Man City if they get their acts together. We'll talk about them later. But I just feel like if you wanna, if you wanna, if you wanna be the team that, if on paper you're the best team in the world, probably arguably the best team that's ever been put together. Outside of, a, I can't even think of a team that they could be that could compete with the this team on paper. On paper, yeah, and you. And you could and you couldn't squeeze it out against Bruges. It's still uh, that's one of those things where it seems like you got to go back to the drawing board and figure this out before it actually hurts you. Yeah, I mean, 
great players make great adjustments. So I, I think I think they'll be fine. They're still, in my opinion, they're going to win the group easily still. So, you know, once once they make those adjustments, they'll be fine. I'm, I'm not worried about it. I'm going to have to agree with Wendell there. Um, but I did see something the other day where apparently Messi has a little bit of a bone bruise from an MRI after one of his games. So I don't know if that could be throwing off his game. Could be. Yeah, I mean, he looked fine out there to me. But yeah. I don't know. I guess in, in, in time we will tell. Yeah, but let's move we, on I'm to uh, – oh, go, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, you could tell once Bruce scored that PSG, they kind of – I don't know, they seem like, oh, this team shouldn't be scoring against us. You know, they seem – they just weren't in it all the way. Well, I mean, yeah, and I mean, Bruce did play with a little more emotion, and I think that does, they did. That does say a lot about them, that they're not going to shy away. And this, this, this tie for them is a win. And they can always oh, yeah, use this sure. to catapult themselves and say, we might not get past oh, it, yeah. but we can finish second place if we tie PSG. Yep, in a, in a 100%. Second. Yep, I agree. They played with way more passion than PSG after that goal, honestly. Yeah. That's probably the even, way to describe it. Even before the goal, if we're being honest, they, they, they came out on the right foot for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it, definitely, it, it definitely was a good – it definitely was a victory for them. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the other tie real quick. Uh, Man City and Southampton. Uh I've told you guys, I mean, it's it's very, it's very, I don't really know how to feel about Man City, but I'm still not sold. I, I don't think Jack Grealish was the, was, is the guy that they think he is, number one, just off the back, not even having, to, I'm not even blaming him for the game or any, anything of that nature. I'm just saying, I just don't think he's the, he's the signing over the summer that's going to catapult them to the, num, to the English Premier League title. But this game was specifically bad for me because it's like, you didn't look like a team that was elite. You looked very beautiful. The passing was, I mean, there was a couple times Sterling was, I think, in position to score and win the game for them a couple times, both halves. But it's just, they don't really play together well, in my opinion. And it's just starting to become one of those things where this is another team that we overhype and they're not living up to the bill. Um, I think, I, I think I'm just going to chalk it up to a bad day at the office. For real, for real. Um, I mean, they they were getting into good attacking positions. Yeah, Raheem Sterling doesn't see anything but the goalie when he shoots. But I think that you know there was there was a lot of uh, a lot of things that they could take away from this game. Like some of uh, even Jack Lucia's, uh you know crosses in or little little balls in. Like he's a, he's a very creative player. So like, and him and Raheem Sterling mesh very well. Obviously, both being English, so I, I think I think honestly it was just a bad day at the office. Like it, it happens to all of us. I was more I was more sold on their tie than I was on PSG's tie. Really? Yeah. What do you think, Terrence? I mean, at the end of the day, they Grealish and Sterling were mixing well. I saw some great combination plays there. Um, you got that one play where Grealish drew three people on him, split it open. Sterling was wide open, tried to curl that. Uh, not convinced by Sterling's finishing lately. There's been something to be said about his uh, attacking form. There's a lot of like rumors about that. Interesting rumor where people are saying Liverpool might buy him back. I don't think that's going to happen personally, but hey, you don't, you never know what happens. Um, but it was a more convincing tie, like Wendell said. And if you think about it, Ralph, that man has. Tactics very similar to Klopp's, and as we all know from previous records, Klopp is the one of the only other managers who's really like convincingly like showed everyone that other teams can beat Man City. That full on full field like press, uh, mm-hmm. I mean that says a lot. And Ralph plays a very similar game as well. So to see Southampton pull that off, I mean that's that's impressive. Plus they got some great like youngsters lately. I think they got someone from Chelsea recently. No? Right back, uh, Tino Livermento. That's a name I've been hearing a lot lately, locking down their right back position. I mean, yeah, but like I said, I mean, well, first of all, let me go back to you thinking Raheem Sterling's going to Liverpool. I don't think that's going to happen at all. I feel feel like (laughs) we do this all the... I feel like Raheem Sterling's one of those players where it's easy to blame him when when things go wrong. For sure. And... You don't really think about the opportunity he creates. He might not capitalize off of a lot of them, but he does create. He does create for a team in a way that nobody can really I mean, take away from him. Like look at him with England. He 
he was he dominated. He carried them he carried through the them. early stages of the tournament easily. And it, you can't. Put, it's one of those things you can't put all on Sterling. I don't want to put it all on Grealish at the same time because Grealish is a great player. I just don't think he's the guy we assume he is. I think we do this thing where we pick certain players born in England and we just say they're the next guy that's going to be great and they're going to be the next star in the EPL and they really don't amount up to it like no disrespect to Harry Kane but I feel like that was what was done with Harry Kane when he fought when he first started emerging you give them that you give these guys this credit that they don't really I'm not gonna say they don't deserve but they haven't lived up to and then we just imagine we just assume they're that player without proving it to us Raheem Sterling has proved it to us Grealish Time will tell. I like that's another ninety day checkup for me, where you see where he is in ninety days with Man City, and then we'll be able to determine if that signing was brilliant or not. It's, it's kind of hard. Southampton play time in a team full of wingers. So I mean, like every every, every the entire yeah they, they, they rotate so much like it's, every team is full of wingers these days. Yeah, like I, feel like City, I feel like City plays with like seven wingers on the field at one time. Yeah, but Kurt, do you think they're missing a target man? Like they're missing their own Aguero. Do you think Kane would have been the final piece? I think I think so, so, but at the same time, I think Raheem Sterling wants to be the final piece in his own head, in his mind when he's when he is a winger. I do think that shows his head a little bit for them. Where you see, man, you see him, you see he's trying to get the goal every time. But as a winger, sometimes you're not going to be the one getting. You're going to make the run with the ball at your feet and pass it off. But sometimes he's he re, he re, he, re, he, re, he, re, he would rather be on the receiving end of a goal of a goal than passing it oh for sure and as a winger you really can't be too reliant on that sometimes you have to be able to defer yeah. but i don't know maybe they do need maybe harry kane would have been the guy for them but i don't think that's going to happen at all i think they'll get another striker before they ever get harry kane and i also don't think harry kane is going to live up to that bill i i really do i really do believe harry kane is a good player but he's not the player we make him out to be he's not the guy that's going to change anything for you they the same way Tammy. They should have signed Tammy. Signed Tammy. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a cheap signing for them too. But, but um, you need a but you do need a striker like that. You need a striker like a Tammy or a Lukaku who's just gonna get the ball, make a move, and shoot. And I think that would help City a little bit. But uh, for now, it's seven wingers. So until they can figure out what they're gonna do with the lineup they have, unless they plan on getting something in January. Yeah. Again, I don't I don't see them finishing ahead of Chelsea. And honestly, as of right now, I don't see them finishing ahead of Manchester United. I'm gonna put a pause on this timeout. Uh huh. Um, Kurt, your video went away. It's it still shows on mine. Um, oh, we can edit that out. Okay. All right. Yeah. But yeah, no. Um, I uh, I truly believe that Manchester United is a better team as of right now, comparatively to City, because they just look like City? they're more. Yeah, for sure, because they're creating they're creating more on the attack than City looks like they're doing. The city's doing city's leaving attacks very empty handed. That's true. I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know how honestly I don't know what color Manchester is gonna bleed this year. I I couldn't tell you. I think it's gonna be red. I think it's gonna be red. I, I think honestly, I, it's gonna be split down the middle. I think I think both of them are gonna win at home. Just but, the but you got to think about the uh, advantage Manchester United has over them in terms of just the the twelfth man in a sense, where there's the 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 cl- the the stadiums behind them at every point of the game. Man City, yeah, they have they have yeah. the passion as well, but it's not gonna lead them. Ronaldo being there changes a lot in the stadium for you. It changes the dynamic. It changes the pressure. And it puts the pressure on everybody coming into Old Trafford to play them. Are they going to handle that pressure? Question. Very <laughs> I mean, very not, young I mean, team. They are a young team, but they have a they have a veteran in Ronaldo. City City also has a better midfield. So with the True, with, with, they also with, have with trouble the Bruno, getting the fans originally anyways. That's true. <laughs> they also have trouble getting fans, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> But yeah, I, I I really think again this is another team that needs to go to the drawing board before they start spiking the football and uh, believing that they're going to be champions of the league. I still think Raheem think Sterling. Sh- Raheem Sterling, if you want to come to Newcastle, you're more than welcome. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> I don't even know what part of England Newcastle's in. 
in the northeast northeastern part of england <laughs> the idea of sterling combining with uh saint maximine is a really right. enticing idea actually right. would have came in handy uh last week man let me tell you <laughs> let me tell you but all right let's move into the to the topic that i want to go into a real detailed conversation about today uh the U.S. Women's National Team and the United States Soccer Federation again going at it recently with another proposal. But before we get into that portion of it, let's just give everybody a little backstory of how this happened, how we got here. For a while, and we can, and there's no debate for it. The U.S. Women's National Team has been our our star team when it comes to soccer. It's not the men, as much as you would like to believe it is. It's not. They've been fighting for equal pay for on the better part of what eight years now, Wendell. About yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's been a, it's been a, it's been it's been a fight that they've been doing since Mia Hamm was there. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, right now, it's at it, it's at a higher point, especially with the, especially with the times we are in, where yep. people outside of soccer just equal pay is demanded amongst everybody. Everybody just wants equal pay, right? And they've been going back and forth with the uh, U.S. Soccer Federation, who I have, I could I could go on all day about what I don't like about the U.S. Soccer Federation, but. They've reached a, this over the past week. They, the U.S. Soccer Federation came out with this quote unquote proposal where they're offering them the same deal that they offered the men that they claimed that the women wanted from the beginning. But here's where I, here's the part I, I don't really understand. I've seen a couple, di- I mean, we've, I've seen the documentary, the LFG documentary. I've seen, People talk about the deals that were that they claim were offered to the women at first that they didn't take, but it's just at the end of the day the stories are varying. Every time you every time you I've I've been reading like five or six different articles where one article will say, oh yeah they offer them the same deal the same incentive based deal that they offer the men, but then the women's team and their their legal team are saying we never got that offer we got one offer and we had to take it they had no choice. To before I let you guys take the floor and just give get your opinions on this, I just want to say, no matter how no matter how much money the men's team brings in, or how much we think they bring in, or how much they sell comparatively to the women, there is no way on planet Earth that they should be making twice what the women make here. It just doesn't make sense. They're not the popular. They're not the popular team for us. It's the same thing. Like you think about tennis. Women's tennis is bigger than men's tennis. For a reason, because it brings in the numbers, it brings in the it brings in the crowd. But for some reason, I'll get into the numbers while I let you guys talk. But uh, the men are just getting paid way more for for nothing. They didn't even qualify in the yeah. last World Cup. What do you think, Wendell? I thought that um, U.S. Soccer Federation's wording was a little. It, it seems sketchy to me. That's why I I don't I don't think that. It's actually going to be equal in any way. They said that the new deal was identical. Identical could mean a whole lot of different things. True. It could be on the same level. It could be two steps below, but like it could look like it's the same thing. You know, like identical to me in in I feel like in legal terms is kind of a way of getting around saying it's not the same. It's like it's not the same. Which yeah. our women's team easily easily need to be paid more even in um the was it the wsl they don't make any they, they make nothing well and, okay like, how do not you to interrupt them? you but oh yeah the nwsl the nwsl is a new league so it's not going to be able to that's true. Be able to just pay them that kind of money that's true but the argument let, let's focus on the argument of the u.s national team where they yeah they've been there for years they've, they've been there plus years. years since we were kids dominating so yep. I feel like that in in that in terms of keeping it square on that portion of the argument, the money coming in from the women's team. I mean, the World Cup might not, the women's World Cup might not bring in the numbers the men's World Cup does. But yeah. here in the U.S., they're the popular people. They're it the popular does. kids at the table. Exactly. So you gotta just pay them. Yeah. And you see across the you see across the world, some of these other countries have started to like lean into that and started paying. Like I think Germany is already paying the same wages they pay the men, mm-hmm. the women. And I, I, there was another country in Europe that did it as well. And it's, Sweden, if I think. Yeah, Sweden. Was it? Or like Adidas matched somebody's. Somebody matched it for the team. I don't think the federation necessarily paid, but the, the sponsor paid. 
So if you have those teams doing that, you know what they're getting ready to gear up to? They're getting ready to gear up to beat us. They're they're paying them these wages so they can focus on training. Because I don't know if you guys if you guys saw the LFG documentary where some of these girls are they're talking about some of their careers getting into the pros. Some of them on the off season they got to work. They got to work regular jobs or they got to right. find training right. jobs with clubs in order to survive because they're basically playing out of the playing for passion. Right. I don't think I don't think anybody that's on a on a on a world televised stage should be having to struggle like that. I agree. And in your off season, you're playing for your national team. Your national team wages should be able to cover what exactly. you're not making in, during exactly. the season. Yeah, especially if you're like, winning. And then the petty part winning. I didn't like was when the United States Communication Department came and quoted their tweet about the uh, PR, the calling it a PR stunt. And mentioning the yeah. documentary and saying that was petty. PR stunts a ninety minute documentary about like it seems like they don't want to make it to me it just seems like they don't want to make a deal. What do you think? They're, yeah, they're 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 not trying to make an effort. Just trying to save face right there. I mean, it's an open letter to the public. I think I saw it called an open letter to the fans, essentially, not even to the people it should be directly involving. Yeah, yeah. I, I I I just don't get it, and um. I know a lot of people have a lot of opinions about Megan Rapino, but they have to give her a credit because she is out there trying to get the fighting. pay for the team. She's fighting, yeah. And I mean, I agree. To to just preface the argument, equal pay. We're not saying when we. I'm not saying when I say equal pay that they should be getting a paid a million dollars to play a couple games in the summer. But why not give them 200k? Just the the main the people you have in your selection pool for the women's national team, give them an easy 200k for their for their worries. Even if that's just for the World Cup or the or whatever tournament you want to do it, that solves every problem you have. Or, but I don't know. I mean, if, if we're if we're going off achievements, if we're going off achievements, I mean, obviously they should be paid more than the men's team. You know, yeah, if for sure. sure. If we're going off that, but um, but the but the argument by the federation is the men's team is in a tournament that draws more money, right? But. No matter what the winnings are, you still have to think about it in the t- in terms of the fact that one team wins it all, right. and you can you can pay them a little more and market them better, and you make the money right back, which is the part I don't see. I don't understand why they're not bringing that portion. Right. They're not thinking that in that frame of mind where if we just pay them more, market them more, and sell more products off of them, we can make the money that we're giving them right back. 10 times over. Yeah. But for some reason it seems like I don't even think they really care about the money at this point because they're just trying to do whatever they can to be the right people in the room. Yep. For I guess the future generations because think about it like they've been hiring lobbyists all the they've been hiring lobbyists to like be on their behalf and it's like the money you spend getting these lobbyists just pay them. Pay them exactly. Plain and simple. Exactly. They I I don't I don't even have a men's national soccer team jersey. I have a Mallory Pugh jersey. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I men's team, I don't even want to get one. Like, I don't know. It's, it just seems like they, in these past, in these recent years, haven't been playing well enough for me to want a jersey. But the women's team has been winning everything. Like, they're just going ham. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm, I'm like, I'm going I'm to support, support the women's team. That's where, that's just where I was at. It's proven success right there. And like you were saying earlier, good achievements, good performances, that's going to bring in more and more money, and they should be earning what they're doing. I mean, they're essentially making it entertaining by winning. So I, yeah. I got to agree with you guys there. So And you are and you got to think about the money you bring in home side domestically. You have so many girls wanting to come and play soccer now that they see the Mallory Pews or the Julie Ertz or the Megan Rapinos playing soccer and dominating. The country makes so much money off of these girls being great. Yep. You have to you have to pay it back and pay it forward as well. But you have to pay it back, and they're not doing that. And it's it it goes to the bigger argument with the U.S. Soccer Federation in general. They're just very unorganized. Every time they get in a little blunder, they just fire the president, hire a new one, and think, okay, people will think we're going to change things. And then two years later, nothing changes. Even when you go into talking about how. They don't do right by the men's team. They don't do the right. They don't have the right. They don't bring in the right people. Yeah, it's the same premise. Just this is a more dire situation where it's like you got these girls winning four with four four World Cups, no 
but they're not getting paid like they want for World Cup. They're getting yep. paid like they're they getting paid like, like they me. Yeah, there are people. There, <laughs> there are people that work less strenuous jobs, getting right. paid a lot more than them, right. coming yeah. to see them play. Yeah, and I mean, it happens, but it's not okay. Like you know, yeah. I mean, prof- professional athletes should not be paid like that. You should, yeah, you shouldn't be you shouldn't At be scraping all. by, yeah. and even even in terms of their what they give the team to like become a better team, they don't they they're not they're not getting the same access to training like the men right. are, right? And they're doing way more than the men. Yeah. So it's like it, it's a very telling argument, and it's a very telling situation that I think more people need to be aware of. Yeah. But as of right now, it's just this U.S. Soccer Federation is from the inside out awful. It's, it's and, bad. And until they figure out, until they improve, we're gonna have this conversation every single year. And the yeah. World Cup is for the women is twenty twenty three. Uh, I'm actually not sure. Let me look that. I actually really yeah. don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, so I, I caught like a little glimpse of the uh, LG documentary. And even when it comes down to like the modes of transport and, you know, the hotels that they're staying at, you know, like the men's team gets five star hotels, you know, everywhere they go, you know, the best, the best food, the best travel. And the women's national team is not getting that. Like, even down to the, the little things. You would think that at least they would be able to fly private. You know, I feel like they don't even do that really. So yeah, it's it's no. like it's like small things like that. Like it's it, the U.S. Soccer Federation needs to take a deep, hard look at what they're doing and and fix fix it. I mean, that's true too. Like if you think about it, do you do you guys ever see them document uh, the U.S. Women's National Team like in their lodgings? Like I don't think I've ever seen little videos of them walking into a really nice hotel or anything now I think about it. So you always see the men's team. That's about it. Yep. Getting yeah, off I've, the bus. I've only, you know, I've only seen like one of those like in-depth off the field kind of things, but that was when Julian Green was going to the U.S. men's team mm-hmm. and they were getting ready for the World Cup. And it was like they were in very swanky hotels and yeah. access to like – and I'm thinking, I mean, I'm not going to – Bash because I love the U.S. Men's National Team, but they're not. They're not. Bash, bash them, bash them, bash them, <laughs> bash Do it. They're not competing at the same level that the women are. It's just plain and simple. They're not. They're not ever in the conversation for who we think are going to win. They're never even considered a dark horse. The women's team is like who's going to be in the finals against the women's team to lose. Facts. Facts. And it's like the and we and it's not like we're at. At a lack of talent, it's not like it's one player carrying us. Every year, another player comes along. Rose Lavelle's the new star. They they keep yes, pushing sir. out these stars, and it's there's there's no there's no stop in sight for it. But we're not aiding in the growing of we, this. This should be what basketball in the '90s was, where nobody could compete with us, and we were supporting them, and they were stars. We don't. Yeah. Nobody can beat us, but we're not supporting them. They're not stars. They're doing everything yeah. themselves. They're doing all this legwork themselves, and it's not okay. And and their their youth academy for the women's team seems like it's it's just leaps and bounds ahead of the men's youth academy for for the national team. To me, that's what really it seems off like. Talent. Yeah, but the arguments that they the arguments that the U.S. Federation brings in are just very very dry and very like unconvincing. It's just like they're they're yeah. it's not even like they're focusing on one argument to like say this is why we're not paying them the same we're paying right. women. They're just saying they're all over the place. One day it's oh we are paying them more, and then you kind of do the research on it because I thought for I remember when they first came out with that argument I was like are they paying them more? Right. And then you really look into how they had come to come to the they came to the idea that they were paying them more because they were playing more games and they earned more money by playing by play far more. more games than the women the men did. Right. That's not paying them more. They're That's, just doing more work. Exactly. Yeah. They're, <laughs> to they're get more money. More they're working. The they're pay. working overtime. They're not getting paid more. <laughs> 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 Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that for sure. It's it's it's, it's sad to see. Like, I don't I don't know if I don't know if the end of this is anywhere in sight. To be honest with you, nowhere Which in sight. It should be. In hindsight, it should be, but I I don't I don't think I don't think there's a player on this current roster that will see equal pay of what they want. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think there's a, a player on this current roster that'll see it. It'll be, you know, the next full roster that, you know, they're winning everything. I, I think it'll be that, that roster. 
or maybe even two full rosters. Or now. maybe in two full know. rosters, yeah. It just takes forever. Yeah. To my knowledge, they're uh, going to uh, appeal and go to Supreme Court, if I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong on okay. that. But I don't think any change Sorry. is really going to happen until the actual government quote, steps in and builds some sort of program where they have to, where they have no choice but to fund them or they take over and fund them themselves. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Maybe. maybe go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, I was maybe they they uh, hire a new you know president in the federation and he just that doesn't work he, though or we already, she just magically it's a sh- it it's a woman now but it's like it's the same argument it's uh oh we're doing all we can to help but they won't come to the table they won't it's it's our it's they're blaming the women for not wanting women. to be paid right under what they deserve and truth be told the women are in the driver's the driver's seat for this conversation but nobody wants to. Nobody wants to look at it in that light. No, they want to say, yeah. "Oh, you know, well, we're trying to we're trying to work with them, but they're not working with us. They're doing these documentaries. They're just trying to make us look bad." And I mean, you can argue you that maybe look they bad. try to make you. Yeah, maybe you can argue maybe they try to look <laughs> make you look bad, but they're making you look bad because they're not getting paid. Right. That's the, the that's most historic. The, the most historic women's team with Mia Hamm and Julie Foudy and Brandi Chastain mm-hmm. weren't getting. I remember I saw an ESPN um, uh, documentary about them, and they were saying the janitor was getting paid more than them to clean up the Man, stadium that's after the game. Crazy. That's wild. That's, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. It's ridiculous. So again, until they fix these problems, we'll be here. We'll be here forever. I mean, the what person you... sweeping the bleachers was more than the person sweeping the defense. That's wild. <laughs> The new that's president is comparison. Cindy Parlow Cone. That's who her name. I forgot her name, but okay. yeah. So when they got she rid of a former the, women's player too. Yeah, she was a former player, and she was at a mm-hmm. NC UNC okay. playing college ball too. But it's like I think what they're planning on doing is just saying, "Look, we're, we hired a woman, and they're still not working with us." That's that's going to be their play. They're going to try and yeah. make it about about. Women not that about the team not wanting to work with anybody who's in charge, but yep. it's just a lame grab. And she she's probably the, she's probably she probably really wants to change things, but there are people under her that are you know, and she she wants to stay the face of it because you know she is a woman, obviously, and there are people under her that are saying, if you do this, this, and this, we're gonna get rid of you. So I, I yeah. think I don't, I don't know. I feel like she she might want to help, but there you know could be powers and people around her that are are forcing her to you know, do what she's doing. There's an entire board that has to oversee yeah. her decisions and that will force her to resign if she doesn't do things the way they want her to do them. Yep. Yep. Until those yep. people come together or they get pressured enough, this is what's gonna. This is what it's gonna be. Sad. So pay our I, women, pay our women. I'm gonna start. Yeah, I mean, for I'm, real. Gonna make, I'm gonna make t-shirts, bro. I'm gonna make t-shirts that says "Pay our women." Yeah, there's. I mean, there's equal. Pay, pay. on your chest, Wendell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, until but like I said, there's there's so many. It, it's a it's a it's an easy problem that could be alleviated so quick. But we're just here. We are again, not doing what we need to do. Eight years later, not doing. But we'll see what happens after the next World Cup in 2023, which I looked up and it's in Australia. So, uh, yeah. that'd be fun. All right, to last topic, guys, and this is a good one. Um, Chelsea, my oh, favorite man. team, the, the greatest, <laughs> the greatest team on planet Earth. <laughs> Who's man's? Who's man's? Oh gosh, <laughs> 3-0 Tottenham over the weekend. Didn't even look like it was going to be a close game at all. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna get you guys' opinion before I tell you why. I feel the way I feel. Okay. Do you think there is a team that compete that can compete with Chelsea? One in the league, in the EPL league, in the in the Prem, and two, do you think they'll double, they'll repeat in the Champions League? You go first, Terrence. Yeah, you got Terrence. <laughs> Feels like a trap, but uh, <laughs> you know, I think there is, is one team that can compete with Chelsea. Um, it speaks to. I'm talking about Liverpool, of course. I mean, if you looked uh-huh. at the stats. Uh-huh. We have had the exact same score lines in the first five games of the season. The only goals that we surrendered 
to someone else or each other's teams. And that's that's pretty convincing to me so far. I mean, at the start of the season, um, they're both great tacticians. They both did well in the Bundesliga. I mean, Thomas Tuchel and Klopp, of course. So it could go either way. I think there's something to be said about how, and I agree with this so far, like top four is probably going to be Man City, Man U, Chelsea, Liverpool this season. That's just my take on it. I don't know what order they'll be in specifically because there's something to be said about each team having their own strengths and weaknesses. But um, for me, it's Liverpool. I'm going to stand by that. (laughs) I am a Liverpool fan, but I will live by that still. Are you sure? Because I remember uh, that game, Romelu Lukaku made Virgil Van Dijk look like a little, like a little, like a little guy, like a little guy, like a uh, like a little boy, like he, like he was like back a in little, his boyhood club, like a baby, like a baby, like a baby, <laughs> like he was back in his boyhood. Hey, club. I mean, if if anyone has ever had an ACL tear, you know how hard those things are to recover from. That's true. So, yeah, that's true. Big Rom's been lighting it up for the last two years in Italy. Great player, really developed. From his early Chelsea days, from Everton to Man U, all the way Inter Milan and back to Chelsea again. I mean, he's become like the complete striker, and I I really like Big Rom honestly. But uh, Virgil just came back from an ACL tear. I mean, that's a hard that's a hard injury to be fair. It is. Um, it is. We, his we lost all of our center backs last season, if if you remember. Um, so that's that's a lot to come back from. But we'll see. It's still early. Um, as for a repeat on the Champions League, I think Chelsea have a pretty good shot now that they have their goal-scoring striker right there. Um, nothing you mean against Timo, Timo wasn't Werner. It? Timo wasn't <laughs> it? Is that what you're saying? I mean, nothing against him. He's a great player <laughs> on his day, and so is Kai Havertz. I just, it's just not clicking at the moment for them, and maybe it'll take a little bit more time. You never know. It's sometimes it's a big adjustment, but they have big Rom and. I see them having a really good shot at repeating the Champions League title this year, personally. What do you think about that? Yeah. Um, I, I, I still, I'm going to stand by Chelsea winning Premier League. Um, I think Lukaku, you know, nothing against Timo, not really. Uh, he just wasn't it last year, obviously. Um, and I think Lukaku coming in gives them a, a, a boost to their team. And um yeah, I'm I'm still gonna stick by them. And they look like they're having fun too. Like they're they're moving the ball, like everybody's laughing and joking and smiling. You know, like it, it seems like a really fun club to be at right now. Um but I'm gonna agree with Terrence. Liverpool is is gonna give them a run for their money for sure. Um it I think I think it comes down to who loses to the Manchester teams. Um, you know, it, it's not saying that they're going to go undefeated, but, you know, those those two games, those, I guess, technically four games that you have, all of them, um, are going to be huge for for the Prems this year. So, um, and in terms of UCL, nah, they ain't, they ain't going back to back. They ain't going back to back. Okay. Bayern, a- Bayern, Bayern is definitely one in the Champions League this year. I'm, I'm still not going to on that one. Put it in the mail, send it off to Germany, and tell them I told you so. That's I'm telling okay. you. I'm gonna remove my bias for the Chelsea. Team oh God! Before I say this, because I mean I know I know I was joking around saying, oh yeah, Chelsea win everything, and I do that every day. But <laughs> <laughs> here's 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 the stone cold truth. We've said it a couple of times on the show already. This team is too deep. This team is entirely too deep for anybody to really compete with it in one game in one game. They have too many options everywhere. Even if Lukaku's out, you still have options. Werner is not the greatest striker, but he's still a great striker. He can still be Good. the guy that comes in and wins a game for you. Even for got, Germany, he's not even that guy. Like, I, I, I would say he's a good striker. You've got great. players that people expect to be playing that aren't playing. Like I haven't seen Pulisic all season. That's a fact. All season he hasn't played. But he's I'm not he's a great player, but he's not he's not even out there. Callum Hudson Adoy. Another great player for England. He's not even out on the field yet. When those guys get and those when those guys get their chance, they're gonna relish those moments because they're gonna get the playtime that they've been desiring. This team has no this this is the team that we that we are imagining PSG will be, that we're imagining Man City will be. They're deep, they're consistent, 
They have a great coach. I don't care what anybody says, coaching matters. Because I, for one, just loving loving Chelsea players, I, I wanted Frank Lampard to work. But he did not work. When Thomas Tuchel came in, you saw the changes immediately. And that goes to show you what people's – a lot of people will, will say coaching doesn't really matter in soccer because once the 11 are out there, whatever they do is whatever they do. But it, it starts at the training – it starts on the training ground. And he is – when he came in, he changed so many things, and it just improved them so much better. Even when Kepa Ariza Balaga got back on the field for Chelsea over the week, he looked confident. He looked great out there. He yeah. he he had that confidence that he didn't have when we had a Sari or when we had a Lampard. He looked the way he looked significantly better. So you have to put all those things into consideration when you talk about a team that's gonna go back, that's gonna go win the Champions League, that's gonna go win, that's gonna pull a treble off. And this team looks like they can pull that trouble off for sure. To be, to be it, determined. Sense I, some doubt, I, sense some doubt there. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm. Bayern is. You could say Chelsea is deep, but if you look at Bayern's roster, it's probably better, or at least the same or better. It's not. For it's not sure. even close. I'm telling for you, it's not sure. even close. The I'm only teams you. that are on paper competing with Chelsea are the teams that are only good on paper right now. The teams we just talked about who tied: PSG, Man City. Those are the only two teams where you can say, "Well, they have enough to do it," but will they do it? I don't see Bayern Munich doing it because, again, that's another team that's in a league that they don't have to. They don't have to play as hard in. Well, they Chelsea do. Have, now, now they do. Now they do, do they now because they Bundesliga is a lot tougher this year. To yeah, it's a, they'll feel a lot tougher, tougher this year. year. Yeah, Leipzig. Well, yeah, Leipzig is is, t- is a tough game for them. Dortmund is always a tough game for them. I don't. I'm not um, sold on the Dortmund. Other Dortmund team is also kind of tough. Yeah, Dortmund. Dortmund does not look like that team to me. They they're winning their games, but they don't look like a, a competitive team in terms of they can do it week in and week out. I think they Winning have the one trouble. really good. I think they have one good player in Erling Haaland, and that's what we're. Banking on, but if you take Erling Haaland out of that team, Jude Bellingham, Jude Bellingham's good, but he's not. He's not. He's not changing your. He's not changing your roster. He's not changing your team's impact. Erling Haaland is. Erling Haaland is the reason they are where they are right now. If he's not on that team, they're not. They're not. They're not in the Champions League. I I do. He's he is definitely bigger than his club. I agree with that. Um, but it's, uh, in. Chelsea winning the trouble is is hard for me to say. I don't think it's hard right now. If if nobody if there's not a an array of injuries that happen between now and the end of the season, who stops this team? Although I will say Rudiger for Rudiger on Chelsea is he's been playing. He's been amazing, and you got to think about it. Yeah, he's been on this team for so long. Brand new player, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's again credit given to Tuchel. He knows how to... I mean, again, that's also German bias. I do, I do know Tuchel likes to play his German players, but right. Rudiger's been a great player the entire time he's yeah. been there. He's just been put down on the depth chart because people have the, people come in and they say they want to start these guys or they want to start those guys because when it was Lampard, Zuma, and James were getting all the play in the back line, for real. So, yeah. it, it comes down to a play, it comes down to a manager's preference and he just wasn't preferred by the last two or three coaches. Yeah. But he looks like a completely different player now. Like he does. Said. He looks great. He's through these he looks like a the be, one of the best one of the best. I'm not gonna say the best defender. One of the best defenders in the EPL right now. No, I would I agree with that. I was gonna say that. I agree with that for sure. Yeah. Top three. I would agree with that. Yeah. And 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 that, and as of right now, it's like who 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 else has a team that's that deep? Like you, you're selling Zuma and you're selling Zuma off to West Ham because you have so many defenders now. Zuma's still a great player, and even in the game he played over the weekend against uh, Man United, he looked great. He looked, he looked amazing. Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, like was, you sold down. your team is so deep that you sold that player who was giving them a run for the who he he kept them in that game for a long yeah. time. So. You have to, you have to, you have to give credit where it's due. This team is Chelsea is entirely too deep. There's also, nothing anybody can do. I also feel like City could, is, is is a pretty deep team. They could probably sell some people and still be fine. Like I, I, I feel like that's would be the same situation. They have a I, second I, starting eleven. Yeah, like, yeah. They, <laughs> they, they, they literally the team have is kind of nice. <laughs> the team is kind of nice. 
I I don't know, man. I'm again, Man City is not. I don't know. I'm, I need to find out when they play Chelsea, but I'm telling you, that's gonna be like when Chelsea played Arsenal. It's gonna be a bloodbath. It's gonna. It's, it's not. It's, it's not gonna be close. The only team in the EPL that I think is going to make a good game out of it is Man United. It's the only one because they're going to give Ronaldo so much respect that they're not going to go out there and be as I don't know. I don't know what to say. Are, they're not going to. Let me check. We are we are recording, right? I just want everybody to know that he said that out loud. He said it out loud. Out yeah. loud is what he just said. Wait, this, the disrespect to Liverpool right the now disrespect. is unreal. Oh, that's Sorry. true. I, that's true. Okay, Liverpool's good, but they're not. They're not out here. Like that, like I think Salah. I think Salah is very. Sometimes he's the guy. Sometimes he disappears on the field. Mane is good, but you know, I don't see a lot of opportunities from everyone. Sometimes you don't see him getting the opportunity to make an impact. They're not. They're they're not. They're not firing on all four cylinders, as Chelsea is. Get them, T. So that's why. That's why I don't believe they can compete with us. Get them. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Sorry, we don't have a oil owner for the Ooh. club, but every team. Every hey, there's team a new has... chant we've been uh, playing. We've been chanting this at games. Uh, we don't have any money, but we'll still win the league. Apparently, is a new thing for Liverpool fans. <laughs> you know, if it happens, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sit there and smile, Kurt. You, you know, it's not gonna, <laughs> it's sit not there gonna and smile. One every top every top every top four team has money. It doesn't have to be oil. Everybody's got money. I think I, Two, I do think that the Liverpool, their their team has been together for so long that it kind of feels like, you know, we we think of them as just being stuck, you know, they just top four or whatever, but they honestly could win, really this year. Like I mean, if we're being honest, and losing lo- losing Harvey Elliott was was a big blow. I agree. He was he was really coming on for them. He was doing really good yeah, things he was for them. So I mean, I feel like. Maybe maybe if if Liverpool signed a new player, then maybe we'd be like, oh, you know, there Liverpool could win the they could win the whole thing, you know. Uh, we'll see. It's a yeah. it's a long season. Yeah, uh, it's it's gonna be a very long season. I don't know. I think Chelsea's gonna pull away with it. Yeah. I mean, I'd how many games is that between the cup, uh, Champions League, Premier League? Can't remember what other competition they'd be in. Uh, Club World Cup, I think, at the Car- very end in December. Car- was it Carabao FA Champions League and just Club World Cup games? Too. Club World Cup, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of games. That's a that's a lot of games, and we don't really get a break like the Bundesliga does. They have a winter break. True. We technically don't. We play throughout the holiday period, so yeah. And but you do have the day. I'll give you that. Games too. Yeah, that's events. true. But. Uh, Chelsea does have the death. I, I'll give you that. You could make it out okay. I, we don't know. Injuries are kind of yeah. random sometimes, to be honest. Injuries so. injuries can happen, but let's just say we get a couple injuries here and there. We still have a next man up. We still have a next man up roster. Like it, this is the roster. Like I'm saying, the roster just player for player is it's it's unmatchable by any team. Like we can say Liverpool has a deep team. We can say Man City has a deep team, but they don't have they don't have. A Werner waiting in the wings. Who? I mean, he. We we say he can't hit the he can't hit the cross out of a barn, sure, but he can play. He's still Timo Werner. He's still a guy that Ziyech. Ziyech is a great soccer player. Like he's a good player. He, undeniable. You ha, you can't have all these. You have Callum Hudson Odoi, who I don't care what anybody says is probably one of the best players for England, and he doesn't even. Oh, get definitely. To one of the best upcoming. English okay, coming that up. that makes that. sense. That makes sense. No, he, Upcoming players, yeah. Players? Did you yes. forget Raheem Sterling was on the team and Harry Kane? But you, if you see <laughs> if you see Calamus and Adoy on the ball moving around, if you give him a game where you get to where he gets to showcase that, oh, he's it's a good undeniable. Player. Oh, he's it's, a good spect- player. it's a spectacle. Yeah, it's it's it. When I first when he first came on for uh, Chelsea. Um, and he was playing. I was like, "This guy is amazing!" Like, why? Because there was a there was a push or pull where he was trying to like force his way out of Chelsea if they didn't put him on the first. Did he? Did he? Did and he come on in the 80th minute? Is that what that was? He had fresh legs. No, he was playing the entire game. But it's just like, yo, this guy is. Why was he not playing the whole time? But again, the roster is just so deep now that he doesn't even get to play. So until until I see until I see it, I will not believe any team can beat Chelsea. 
Man, you just skipped all over Christian Pulisic. I thought you were going to say it. Okay, well, here's my thing with Christian Pulisic. Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> we're not BR Sports here, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Christian Pulisic is a great soccer player, but this team is just too deep for him. He's the next player that's probably going to get sent out because they just don't have a place for him on the field. He's a great impact sub, though. He's a great he impact is a great impact player. sub, but you got to think about all the guys that are ahead of him. The Mason Mounts and the Callum Us and the Doys, all those guys in the midfield. Are I would put Callum up in front of him. I would put them I, probably on the same plane. Like they would both start like an FA Cup game. Like that's against Brentford or somebody. I don't know. Like that's if Bristol City. Hey Thomas Tuchel, who you playing? Callum Us and Adoy or Christian Pulisic? He is Christian Callum Us and Christian Pulisic's good. He's aggressive. He's great. <laughs> but he is not. He's he. he in order for him to grow, and, order, and I honestly believe in order for him to develop as a player, he's going to have to go somewhere else in the EPL. Well, because he's one not of them, the time. one of them started in the Champions League last year, and the other one did it. Champions League final. Pulisic got subbed on in the Champions League. He still final. played. He still played. <laughs> he still played. He's more minutes the under Tuchel than yeah. Callum Hudson Odoi. He has. Thomas, Thomas, he, Tuchel, but, Thomas Tuchel loves Christian Pulisic. But not this season. He hasn't played this season. He's been hurt. Not, he, yeah, had he, COVID. he had COVID. He had COVID. Then he got hurt. He had COVID, and then he played. He played for Honduras, so he's obviously not hurt. No, he got he hurt, hurt after during the international game. game. Yeah, he got hurt during, during yeah. the international break. That's why he's been rehabbing yeah. the last like, yeah. two weeks or something like that. But, yeah, he's, he's, but he's, before that, before that game, he still wasn't playing for Chelsea. He wasn't playing. He had put in a couple minutes, didn't he? Somewhere. He wasn't I starting, he was but he, he subbed yeah. on. He came he's, on. He's he came on, but he isn't. Yeah. He's not getting the burn that. You would think he's getting from the yeah. hype that we give we give him here, yeah. and I think for him, and like I said, I think in order for him to develop, he needs to go to. I mean, I, he's a West Ham or a. Hey, I'll Liverpool take Pulisic. I'm, I'm Man, Pulisic. I'll take him. I'll take him. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think he'd play at Liverpool either, though. I think there's just too much over there for him to compete with. Come to the and Northeast. He needs, he needs to be. He needs to be on a mid-table EPL team where he can develop his skills, and I'm thinking that. In terms of, in, yes, I'm thinking of that in terms of how he can help the U.S. men's national team. He's he's not going to help them playing sitting on the bench for Chelsea and getting sparing minutes. He's going to help. He's going to help the U.S. men's national team by playing mid table, by playing for a Newcastle or playing for a Southampton, where he gets to play week in and week out. But until that day, he's I mean, stuck. And I mean, somebody, I got somebody on this. Oh, what? I mean, I got to give it to, like, you got to think about how Landon Donovan never really played in Europe like that. He always played in the MLS because he was getting the time to play in the MLS. He wouldn't really get that time over in Europe, except for that time, except for when he was with Everton, he got that time, but he came right back. But you, being a good player is about being on the field and playing in those situations, and Pulisic right now isn't playing in those situations. I agree. I agree. You do have to, you do have to play, obviously play to get better, but... I would I would take subbing on at Chelsea over just me personally, like for because you know those training sessions with those players are going to be completely different than when you go to somewhere like Southampton, like or or even Newcastle, like that training session. You you get so much just from training alone, and then what you're tr- you're competing against those players that we do play internationally. You're competing against them day in day out, which in turn will make you better. So. But a training session is just that. A it is. Tra- I, I agree. It's I not agree. a. It's not. It's not a game. It's not a game where it's all or nothing. Practice. It's. It's practice. It's, it's practice. Practice. It's, if you get if you get beat playing in practice against Timo Werner or or you get you get blocked by Rudiger, okay, get back up and try again. Is there's no there's no urgency in that. Even though we say game speed of practice, there's some you're not game speed until you're actually in the game, and he's not in the game right. Playing yeah, I mean, I, I I think he could go somewhere else and play for sure. I think he I mean, stays. I think that's something you said about raising. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Terrence. Uh, I, was, I think there's something you said about raising your standards of practicing. Like the standards are a lot higher with a world more world class team like Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool, Man U, whatever. Um, but you you do make a good point about it's not really game conditions until you're actually in the game, and that's. To me, it feels more like a game fitness thing at that point, but I could be wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a fitness thing, but like, 
he like I, I want to see Christian Pulisic be a great player for the faith of the men's national team. Like I don't want to see us get embarrassed in the World Cup because I feel like it's going to happen if we keep up the way we are playing. But he between now and next summer, I do believe he has to go elsewhere. I do believe he has unless unless something drastically changes with Chelsea and he does get that play time, then sure, stay in Chelsea. But but for but as of right now, he has to he has to go somewhere and get those get those minutes, get those games where you're where it's all or nothing. Even if it's Norwich versus Southampton or Newcastle versus Norwich. <laughs> yeah, Norwich. I wouldn't mind seeing him play for Wolves actually. I wouldn't mind. Wolves, yeah, that would be. Wolves, yeah, actually. that's That'd another be good, good team to play for because they have talent, but they also would have. They don't have enough talent where he wouldn't be playing. Yeah. Yeah, so he if, gets to play around great players like Adama Traore, who's probably going to leave there anyway. If if they were to sell Adama Traore, Pulisic would be a perfect plug and play in that in that role for sure. Perfect but, plug and mm. play. And even when Owen Adesawi was there, he didn't really play as much. He didn't play that much, but he made it. When he was on the field, you could tell he was in the game. He was he was focused. He was he was getting better. He's getting better out there, not getting better on the training session. He's getting better in the yeah. game. Yeah. And that's what he and and he that's just what Christian Pulisic needs to get. I mean, if they if they if their training sessions were that, I I was thinking of is sort of like um you know Alabama, Alabama uh-huh. football team, you you're playing you're practicing against the best of the best, so game time they were smacking everybody like back when when Alabama was at its prime at its peak, they were there there was nobody that could beat them so. And you're practicing against those play like the best of the best. Well, here's my pushback to that. Think about all the players in Alabama that transfer out when they're not playing. That's Jalen true. Hurts. That's true. They they have to go somewhere else because they want to get those reps, and That's they true. get those reps and they play. So I but agree with what you're saying. They take. But they you got to look that, at the other side. They take that. They take that Alabama mindset to other teams, though. I feel like. He can take the Chelsea mindset wherever he goes. That's hard. Well, who's I, saying that's, he can't? T- I, feel like, I feel like that's a little bit. It's a little bit harder. <laughs> who's saying he can't take? Who's saying Chelsea he can't take mindset, what he learned at he Chelsea says. and put it on the and put it on the field for a Wolves or for a Southampton? Uh, easily, yeah. easily. Come on, guys. Uh, you gotta. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I I I would like to see him stay. Obviously, I want to see him play, but I would like to see him him stay at Chelsea. See, my theory is I don't want him to bounce around. You know, my theory is Chelsea put him on the team so that they can take these American tours and parade him out in front of American fans when they come here in the preseason. I truthfully believe that's the player they made him out to be. Because teams do this all the time, where they pick a player yeah. from a country that they can go back to that country and make lots of money because they do their research. They see where they see where their country, they see where people are looking at them play Juve. overseas. Like even with Manchester United with Park Ji Sung back in the day, he played. True. But when he, when it was summertime and they were doing the preseason, they were always in Asia, and they were he was he was the main he was the focal yeah. point. You would have thought he was the star of the team because they'd use him to sell tickets, and that's what they're going to do with Pulisic. So there's something we said about that too. Yeah, I mean uh, Takumi Minamino. I mean, there's a lot of people saying that's the only reason Liverpool got him sell yeah. shirts over yeah. in Japan. So. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a it's a marketing strategy backed by research, and it's undeniable because. Yeah. I have a Pulisic jersey. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so <laughs> it's they 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 get these guys and they say we're gonna go we're gonna go do a tour in your country and you're gonna play you're gonna be the star and that's what's gonna happen when when COVID's over completely they'll be Chelsea will be here fingers yeah fingers crossed yeah. they'll be here and they'll be doing a. Uh, Four four stop tour somewhere playing MLS teams probably and Christian Pulisic will be the focal point. They're gonna play all the teams on the West Coast. They're gonna, they're gonna go to Portland, both LA's, and yeah. then go to New York. Seattle, and go probably. Home. Yeah, exactly. Seattle. But all right, guys. I wouldn't mind seeing is... them. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, no, I, I wouldn't ahead mind now. seeing them play the MLS All Stars actually. Nah, we already talked about it. I don't like that. Oh, buddy, we would get smacked, boy. (laughs) (laughs) But all right, guys, that's been the podcast for this week. Don't forget to like and subscribe everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, uh, SoundCloud, we're everywhere, guys. Uh, You can follow me at Common Courtesy on Twitter, Facebook, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Wendell, where can they find you? 
Um, Instagram, Twitter at Real Wendell Jr. Parents. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. It's T underscore T S A N G zero seven. See you guys All around. Right. A... All right. Hashtag Bruce out. Out. Hashtag, hashtag get Bruce out of Newcastle. And Tommy Abrams. Tommy Abraham still. <laughs> I don't know if I got to say anything about him this week or not, but still a good. That's been another episode. Uh, we will see you guys next week. <laughs>